Fit for Life Radio, episode number 130. One dirty. Will the Grill. What up? Shively checking in. Gary. Not Harry. (laughs) Deagle checking in. That is true. I mean. Nah. Little little bit of. Nah, man. Three or four chest hairs. Three or four. Get out of here. Yeah. Not not like you got all the hair too. You got the grill and the and the hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Well, en- enough about our hairy grills. Our hairy grills. Today we're gonna talk about something we've talked about a bunch before, but we realize it's been sprinkled in throughout like Q and A's and other top kind of main topics on the podcast. But we get a question about this weekly. Weekly. Daily. Easily. Yeah. So we've Felt like it would be a good idea to just dig in one episode wholly on intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Something that it's gotten popular. I felt like it was popular kind of when we well, started hearing about it. Right. Which was so I know I was doing it what? when I was at my old gym. Yeah. Same. So it so probably 10, 12 years ago? Yeah. I'll say, but 10. 10 years ago. Yeah, probably wow. 10 years. That's crazy. That's because that was when it was very fringe in, in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing it, learning about it. And um, now it's like more mainstream to where like it's not just people in the fitness world. Yeah, you get almost anyone that we meet with that just scratching the surface and now they're intermittent fasting, right? And we'll go over why that is. We'll go over pros and cons. Yeah, because there are pros and there are cons. I know if you have from. Me specifically, like there's things I learned that I've carried with me forever and that have ma- yes. made a huge impact. And then there's, yeah, reasons I don't do it. And it's kind of like normal, what people refer to it as nowadays. And yeah, let you figure out for, for yourself where where it, where it lands. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll start with what is intermittent yeah, fasting. Yeah, let's define it for, for everybody. Typically... What most, when people read it online, books, intermittent fasting, the common setup is, yeah, you have a shortened window of eating. So an amount of time where you, you can eat and outside of that, you kind of have a hard line rule. I'm not eating anything. Yeah, no, no calories. The common setup is 16 hour fast, eight hour eating window. And even more specific, People would normally do that between so noon and eight, yeah. right? So they don't eat, they sleep, they wake up, don't eat till noon, then they break their fast and have their meals between noon and eight p.m. So that'd be an eight-hour eating window, yep. and then the rest of the time, sixteen hours, you're fasting. So if you're listening and you're like, I haven't eaten breakfast in twenty years, mm-hmm. you've been intermittent fasting most yep. likely and not even known it. So technically, you know, if you last eat it. 10 p.m. and go to bed and wake up at 6 a.m. and then start eating right away, you're still technically intermittent fasting for the time you're sleeping. Uh, Now, yeah, it's probably not ideal to be eating all the time because most of America does and look where we are. We're trending, you know, to be obese. So that's where when a great way intermittent fasting can work is, yeah, you do apply some boundaries to your eating. Yeah, there's structure. Like, there's hard rules. So if naturally you say, I'm going to eat in these less times and you're used to eating all day, you may end up then eating less overall, which then may lead to weight loss, 
right? Which then weight loss through calorie restriction has benefits, known specific benefits. And that's where things get like muddy is that they've, the consensus is, general consensus and what they, you know, through various studies and things like that is that it's very hard to separate ben- the benefits of intermittent fasting from the benefits of cal- caloric restriction, mm-hmm. right? So essentially, if intermittent fasting, that structure, that meal structure helps you lose weight, lose fat, that's when you see the benefits, right? Yeah. The thing is, and th- this is what people hope for, is that it's magic, right? So, oh, if I just eat between these times, I'll, uh, all the good stuff will happen, Yeah, right? just because I'm eating between the times. But if you're eating, say, 6,000 calories a day, even in that eight hours. It doesn't matter how hours, long your window is. Yeah, it's not going to matter, right? And what happens, we've seen this happen, we meet with people all the time, is it actually does the reverse for people. Because they put on this restriction, they almost panic and then and they think about food more and they almost develop or you can develop eating disorders from it to where oh it's you you're so famished you 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 put in so much effort to get to break this fast and you end up binging yeah you're in like this very like restrict and binge cycle where like you're not eating all day and all you can think about is food and you just go ham because you're just like ravenous at that yep. point and and there's also hormonal things that can make you that way yes in general so obviously that's a con, right? In general, too, women don't do as well because they their hormones, you know, are a little different. So when they don't eat, it can affect things. Men typically seem to do better on it. Um, but yeah, so there's there's lots of influence and factors. Uh, so before we dive too much into specific pros and cons, uh, yeah, again, intermittent fasting is restricting the amount of time you eat to like this like specific time frame. It can help with uh, eating less because we have less time to eat. Uh, but again, you can also still overeat in the small frames yeah. and you w- and there's no magic to it, right? At, at its root, it's a structure, it's an eating structure. And if it makes, supports overall healthy eating and that you're able to achieve and maintain a healthy body composition, and it feels sustainable in that structure. Then it's awesome. It's gold, right? So as with anything, the answer is really it depends and you need to find out for yourself. And it depends on you and how, how you are. Yeah. So now first, I guess we'll just share. So I know, yeah, 10 years ago when I was doing it, um, yeah, typical 16-8. And yeah, at first you'll notice, oh yeah, when you when you don't eat, you get this like sharp mental acuity, right? And you feel feel really like, on point. But really what's happening with that is you're just experiencing cortisol surges that's not Mm -hmm. stopping, right? And uh, um, it's not like... And probably layered with some adrenaline too, depending on... Because your body's like, you need to go find food. Yeah. So it actually heightens all those things. So it's not that you have more energy. It's not more energy. It's just literally like more adrenaline. You're getting juiced up. More stress. Yeah. Now, yeah, over time, and I probably did it for like a year or two, year and a half, but I would notice, and at first you just ignore things, cause you, but uh, I would get very shaky mm-hmm. and very, yeah, very anxious and yeah, just kind of, well, you know, fight through it. But yeah, eventually for me, adding breakfast back in solved that. And I'm the type where I'm more sympathetic dominant. So I am going to be fight or flight. 
I don't need to add more stress. More, yeah, more, right? more adrenaline to yeah. your day. Like I need to balance it out the other way. So for me, I'm much more stable, more mental acuity, more focus, more streamlined when I say have breakfast and, and help stop that yeah. process. Uh, so there are some people who are wired the different. Opposite. They're super chill, super parasympathetic almost to where, yeah, those people typically handle caffeine way more. Mm -hmm. They make intermittent fasting to create that um, adrenaline and cortisol spike. Or, yeah, they feel like maybe a little bit more alert and sharp, mm -hmm. but not anxious like like you were. And I would, you know, kind of be the, the exact same way. And, yeah, and I actually kind of maybe works as a tool for them where they're like, you know what? I don't eat in the morning and I feel great and I'm sharp for work and there's no real con yep. to it for them. And I think that can be awesome. Yeah. So that there's a pro and con right there. For one, how are you wired? It's and then it's going to depend that right there off the bat, if I was coaching someone, that's going to be the first indicator of like, is this a great or a bad idea? Yeah. Uh, another pro or con is, so yes, obviously, if you have a smaller eating window, you have less time to get your calories in, you may need less meals, but you could have bigger meals, right? So you could have, and we, again, we've had a lot of successful clients use intermittent fasting approach 16-8, and it was because the typically, you know, guys who want to lose body fat in pretty like, you know, big in general, like their frame, like six feet, maybe even bigger, five, you know. And so, yeah, they, they can handle a decent amount of calories to lose weight, say like 2000. But then by having fasting, maybe just two meals a day. So they kind of break their fast at noon and have like a dinner at whatever, 6 p.m. You could have two 1,000 calorie meals. But that's a lot of food, that's especially if you're eating like whole foods. That's a lot of food, right? So yeah, they can go through the morning, maybe busy working, weren't breakfast eaters anyways. Yeah, they just have some coffee, don't even notice it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's time to eat, get to have this huge meal. And then yeah, it's gonna keep you feeling fuller and satiated longer. And then yeah, it's dinner time, you could have another big meal. And that, and that probably carries them through till lunch the next day because it was a substantial amount and they're fine. And it's, it makes it easier, right? Mm -hmm. And and they're not, no, you know, they're able to stick with that 2,000 calorie deficit long enough to, and then, oh, yeah, I'm losing fat. My waist measurement's going down and yeah, voila, perfect. It was a very helpful approach versus say they took that same 2,000 calories and did like the old school, I'm going to break this into six, six meals small a day. meals, right? So then say each meal is 300 like 300 ish calories. calories and then you have to have them all prepared you have to stop and eat them it's like i'm eating at 6 a.m i'm eating at 9 a.m i'm eating at noon i'm eating at 3 p.m i'm eating at 6 p.m right those would result in the same outcome because it's 2,000 calories and say the proteins e equal but obviously that's two different lifestyles right so mm -hmm. if the intermittent fasting two meal you could have the two bigger meals is more sustainable and enjoyable that is the way to go, right? Versus, oh, well, let me eat right when I wake up, six meals, break it. And then they're also, you're maybe more sad because the meals are only 300 calories. Yeah. Uh, and they're not as satisfied of an experience. Yeah, so that's another, but say some people, they like to be grazing all they day. Do. They do. Some want people are to grazers. Be. They had to, ha or, and they don't like eating huge meals, right? So mm -hmm. in that case, the intermittent fasting is not going to be It might not be for helpful. you. They, and you know what? I think some people that are more grazers might struggle to eat the big meal. Like they might not even finish it and might not enjoy trying to eat that much food. And then it turns into work for them trying to shovel all this food down. Yep. And that's not going to be sustainable either. Yeah. 
And then I know for me, so to share my experience, well, so yeah, that was a con, you know, back to, yeah, it made me jittery, shaky. A pro was I, you know, originally way back 15 years ago, that was the thought was like, you have to eat every three hours to stoke your metabolism. You have to eat right when you wake up or your muscles going to waste away. So yeah, you, I create like, oh yeah, this is how I have to be. But it was a pain in the butt. It's the worst. You had to pack these meals and carry them with you. And you would get anxiety over, oh my gosh, three hours have gone by. I have to eat something, right? So you, you'd be doing stuff and that's on your mind. That was an unhealthy relationship and mindset. And, but I don't want to lose muscle, right? So when I went to intermittent fasting, I didn't lose muscle. That didn't happen, yeah, right? It, it wasn't an issue. So now, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not eating till noon and I'm not eating every three hours and it's fine. Yeah, it's less to worry about. So, whereas I had, you know, so, you know, the jitters and the shakiness, but it gave me a little more freedom with, hey, I can miss a meal. Hey, I don't have to eat the second I wake up. Mm -hmm. And those have been things that have stuck with me since then, like lessons that I took with me um, to craft, to then craft my own personal approach, which is kind of a moderate thing between those two, which is I like to eat at like, just three meals a day. So they're still a little bit bigger. But with a good bit of time in between. But more time in between and basically having a breakfast. So I'll eat, you know, at like 6 a.m. So like an hour, hour and a half after I wake up. And then, and sometimes it's seven, you know. So yeah, no major rush. And then, you know, like noon, lunch and dinner. And it works well because our society's set up that way. So mm -hmm. it's typically normal to, hey, you're at home, eat breakfast at home, eat dinner at home. And then everyone kind of takes a break naturally for lunch. So I found for me... The combination of, you know, avoiding those super long stretches of not eating and getting into that um, sympathetic state is is helpful to avoid. Uh, but I still get by having only three meals versus say like six, they get to be a little larger. Um, I don't have to eat the second I wake up. Yeah, I landed on an approach that worked for me by experimenting yep. and having negative things happen, but you know, learning along the way. Yeah. And I, we probably ran it about the same time, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and I ended up doing it a bit later, not even really on purpose, but there was a point where I was training a little bit later in the day. Like I prefer to train early, like 6.30, a.m. if I can. But at the time I was training at like, I think 10 a.m. And I didn't really like to eat before. So I just ate lunch afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just doing, you know, almost like a 16.8 because of where my, my training was during my day. So I'd eat a big lunch, big dinner, and that dinner would generally carry me through till my training the next day, and I felt okay. Um, so I just kind of naturally did it, not by saying, like, oh, I'm going to intermittent fast. It just kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked it. Like, overall, it wasn't that bad of an experience for me. Um, if I had been doing it and training early in the day, like, say I was doing a 16-8 and starting at noon – and finishing at 8 p.m., but also getting up at like five in the morning and training yeah. at six, that would not have worked mm -hmm. for me at all. Um, and that's another, that can be another con for, for some people is that like, it just doesn't fit into the way you work out. You know, yeah. like if you find that um, not eating at all before you work out, you feel a little bit shaky or just a little bit weaker, or maybe your goal is to just like put on some weight, it might not serve you as you know, as well mm -hmm. as having a breakfast beforehand or, you know, eating closer to your, your training. Um, so that's another thing to consider too, is like, how do I feel when I work out? 
like yeah. this because some people might feel a little shaky or lightheaded or you know their performance just might not be what they want it to be so it's just another thing to consider when you're doing yeah. intermittent fasting I think a big and simple way to think of it and realize is that it is a stressor. Like yes. going longer periods of time without eating is a stressor. So also if other areas of your life already supply a lot of stress, you know, you're a parent, you have a full-time job, you know, there's, there's bills, there's, you know, all, all the things in life that can cause stress, it will be more likely that an extreme intermittent fasting approach will not be sustainable and is helpful because yeah. it is going to provide more stress onto what you're doing. Yes. And that's where too, it can be a negative. If you're an athlete, you know, if you're, if you're like a runner, mm -hmm. if you're, you know, a serious, like, you know, power lifter, crossfitter, uh, younger athlete, it's, there's very few pros because you want, because meal timing becomes more important yeah. in those scenarios. And getting, you know, this influx of nutrients into your bloodstream through eating th throughout the day becomes more important. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind as well. So in general, the main advantages of intermittent fasting are it allows for larger meals and more flexibility, right? So, mm -hmm. if you, you know, larger meals and less frequent meals. Um, and could be convenient for one's lifestyle and preferences. Yeah. On the flip side, so some cons are it, it's not ideal for athletes in muscle growth, specifically mm -hmm. at, at like an elite level. And I think another con is that there's a lot of like insane people who do it and tout it as this like magic the thing. Holy grail. So then people start thinking, well, they see it as like, a thing, right? If I intermittent fast, I'll lose weight because like it's a magic yeah, thing. Yeah, not that the this, this method allows me to restrict yeah. my calories and lose weight. Exactly. The intermittent fasting does not cause, say, fat loss. It's just the, a structure that can allow you yeah, to if, do that. If intermittent fasting enables you to eat less, consume less calories, and that leads to a caloric deficit, then that is, that's what's leading to the weight loss, right? Yes. So it can be helpful again, from a meal structure that works for someone to support that, but it's not the thing in and of itself. But there's always going to be people that tout it as that, and then people think it's this magic thing, and then they're I'm going to intermittent fast, but it's really not good for their lifestyle. They're stressing the whole time. They get mm -hmm. to noon. Then they're not prepared to eat. Then they binge on vending machine stuff and, and you know. Gas station food gas or whatever. Gas station that's available. And now they're creating a cycle of still poor eating. Now – restriction and binge um and so just layering a, a one more like um bad relationship with food and mm -hmm. eating yeah so it can be a problem there are very serious uh consequences and cons you know i i kind of just thought of another pro we kind of touched on the con a little earlier but one pro of it that i personally kind of felt is you when you don't eat for a period of time um, you can get a little bit of a better handle on your hunger cues mm -hmm. and, you know, what hungry actually feels like versus yeah. maybe being bored or searching for some dopamine. Um, so that is one thing you can get from it. On the flip side, though, it can turn into a poor relationship with food where instead of, you know, maybe just calmly recognizing that you're hungry, you tend to binge hard on food 
because you're restricting yourself. Yeah. So that can definitely go both ways. And I think it depends on the person and the personality. Um, but that's one thing that I got from it is it did help me with being like, am I actually hungry right now? Because you go long enough with not eating, you know, after weeks or months of, of doing it, you realize what hunger really is. Yeah. And that's where the reality is. So for practical takeaways and what we suggest from our experience working with people, everything's on a bell curve. Always. Right. So, you know, you know, bell curve, you can visualize that where, you know, it kind of starts lower and then majority kind of goes up into this curve. So most people are somewhere in the moderate middle and then you have the extremes, right? So yeah, some people are going to do really good with intermittent fasting, two meals a day on one end of the bell curve. Mm-hmm. Some people will do well with, you know, eating every three hours, six meals a yeah, day. grazers. But most people, or at least as a starting point, end up... Right in the middle, baby. The middle's a good place. Three, three square meals, three a, meals day, a day. Cut out mindless snacking. This way, you still, you're getting food at kind of these consistent intervals, but there's still a decent amount of space in between the meals, so you can notice... And, and feel and name, you know, hunger, true hunger. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like stop and panic and get something to eat all the time. You know, a meal's coming. So that ends up being, your meal's gonna still be decently sized. Um, you know, it's convenient. Like a lot of people will force that intermittent fasting where they don't eat till noon. But then the reality is they're at work, they're out. So they're then starving and their resources for good options is limited yeah and you're hungry so you're not yeah being as logical about it as maybe you should be whereas most of us start out today at home right Mm -hmm. so you can have food in your house to support what you're trying to do you can make it's easier to make a meal and you know have a higher protein and fibrous meal to set yourself up to where you're not starving later on so yeah most people in our experience of working with like busy adults is it ends up being better for them to be able to prepare and start the day with this positive step, having a high protein meal at home uh, tends to be a better habit, a better structure than intermittent fasting. Yeah. Cause the reality is for a lot of people, lunch is so up in the air. So yeah. And now in our experience, again, working with all kinds of people, typically guys who want to lose body fat and are, you know, average to a larger frame, you know, like five, nine, five, ten to, you know, taller. So typically means they handle a little more calories to actually diet. They seem to do well on with the intermittent yeah. fasting approach. Yeah, um, I agree. They like the bigger meals. They like not having to think about and prepare food much. And the options then eating out become more plentiful because they can handle more food right mm-hmm. where so whereas like oh yeah you can go to chipotle and get a double beef burrito bowl and it's not eight nine hundred calories that's perfect like that's fits right into mm-hmm. one of your two meals whereas someone smaller say five foot five five foot four sally who has to you know maybe diet on 1600 calories 1500 calories that's a lot. It starts, yeah. Now all of a sudden, so eat into it, it. it's 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 more. So it's tougher for for depending on the person of of you know the options you have available when you're eating out. So hey, you're probably better off preparing a small breakfast that can be more, you know, food volume mm-hmm. sets you up nicer. But those again are just starting points from experience. Like I said, there's pros and cons. At the end of the day, it's about 
realizing that you have to budget your food some way. You have to bring awareness to your overall intake. Yep. And that is the principle and key number one, that total caloric intake, food intake. Way down the list is then your meal timing, meal structure. That's what intermittent fasting is. Yeah. It's just a way to structure how you eat, to provide some guidelines, guardrails, and rules, which are all great things, provided they support something that you can consistently do and helps yeah. you be successful. It's got to be for you, mm-hmm. who you are, your personality, your don't, routine, all of that. So don't try to fit into a box that you don't fit in. Yeah. And just because something worked for someone else, if anyone tells you, you have to do this thing, oh my gosh, this is the Holy Grail, run the other way. Yeah. You know, because like we said, even stuff that we can't even control, the way we're wired and our hormonal setup is, is going to affect these things. So something like intermittent fasting that could have for someone, oh my gosh, it worked for them. They're going to scream to the rooftops. Guess what you don't hear? All the people it didn't work for. When things don't work for people, those people don't want to go because they're typically just going to be told they did it wrong, things Mm -hmm. like that. You don't hear that. So when someone, again, is saying, this is what worked for me, doesn't mean you have to do it and that it's even going to work for you. Yeah. Uh, again, like we just said, experiment and try, but don't, don't think that there's a magic fix. The magic fix is figuring out you. Intermittent fasting may be that. And, and it may be, not. And it, it may not. And it may not be that in a way that it helps teach you a lesson and moves you closer to what is. Yeah. And that's something that we forget sometimes is like sometimes you need to try something, realize it's not for you, but also like there are takeaways to any situation, you know, like it could be trying a nutritional approach and you decide, you know, overall, this isn't for me. But like you, I learned that I do like having space between my meals and allows me to set up my day or you try a style of training and you're like, overall, like that's not for me, but I did like X, Y, and Z. And I think that that would be a good foundation for me. So there's always takeaways to something, even if we find that it's not for us. So, you know, it is worth trying some things and realizing maybe this is not, you know, what, what's good for me. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully that leaves you feeling more confident about, you know, what exactly intermittent fasting is and how you can apply it or not apply it to your life. Uh, if you want, as always, we have a free Facebook group, Fat Loss Secrets for Busy Adults. You can kind of search for it on Facebook or we'll link to it as well in the show notes. We're in there. Uh, you know, we provide guides available for, you know, questions, cool community in there. So hit that up. Let us know. Let us know. Does intermittent fasting, is that your jam? Yes. Have you found success Uh, with it? Bad experience, good experience. We'd be interested to hear. Let us know. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.